the Second Amendment Caucus aims to stop the assault on the rights of law-abiding gun owners and to preserve the rights granted in the Constitution. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The right of the citizens to bear arms in defense of themselves and the state shall not be questioned. Article 1, Section 21 of the Pennsylvania Constitution. These legislators are on target with the chairman of the House Second Amendment Caucus, Representative Matthew Dowling. Hi, I'm Representative Matt Dowling, and you're watching On Target. With me today is my friend and colleague, Torn Ecker from the 193rd District serving parts of Adams and Cumberland counties. Representative Ecker is also a member of the Appropriations Committee where he sits as chair of the Subcommittee on Criminal Justice, Game and Fisheries, Judiciary, and Labor and Industry. Representative Ecker, thanks for being with me here today. Thanks for having me. Now, I know you are a big supporter of the Second Amendment, as are many of your constituents, I, I would venture to say. Um, tell me a little bit about your background and the reason why you think the Second Amendment uh, and our right to keep and bear arms is so important. Well, look, we're, it's a very rural, agricultural-driven uh, community, so uh, firearms are something we, we come in contact pretty early in our lives, you know, whether it's going hunting with our dads or, or going to our local fish and gun clubs. They're, I think we probably have a dozen plus fish and gun, gun clubs in our district. So it's just part of our, it's, it's part of our heritage, it's part of our tradition. So naturally, uh, the Second Amendment and protecting those gun rights is something that's really, really ingrained in our, our community. So, um, you know, we have some things that we've been trying to push, the House Republican Caucus, as well as our counterparts over in the Senate. And one of the things that we've been talking about a lot this year, there was a bill in the House bill in the Senate, which has moved far enough, I, I believe it's going to come back to us early this fall. It's referred to as constitutional carry. Would you mind explaining that for uh, maybe some of the viewers that aren't familiar with uh, with constitutional carry? Sure. So, so right now, uh, every state has a different rule as it pertains to how you can conceal, uh, whether or not you have to conceal a handgun to, 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 to carry it. Um, Right now, Pennsylvania, unfortunately, is one of those few states that doesn't recognize a lot of the states that are around us. So if I were to drive uh, to, to Maryland, for example, which a lot of our folks in Adams and Cumberland may do, uh, my concealed carry permit isn't going to be acceptable there. So the idea with the constitutional carry is that we recognize that the Second Amendment allows us to keep and bear arms and that there is no real obligation to need to have a concealed carry permit. Um, we have that right to, 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 ha to own firearms and to, to, to carry them and that uh, we shouldn't have to get a separate permit for that. And the bills that I've seen, uh, you, you mentioned other states also address the problem of uh, being reciprocal, sure. where there would be kind of two levels to, um, to constitutional carry. Within the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you'd be able to carry a firearms uh, and conceal it without going to the sheriff's office and, and getting a permit. Um, but if you wanted to go to the sheriff and get a permit, you could get a permit that would be good in any state that we have a reciprocal agreement with. So, uh, you know, I think that's um, a big issue. And like I said, um, we had the Bernstein bill, which was uh, in the House and, and started to move. We also have Senator Dush's bill, which, uh, as I said, uh, hearing will be coming back to us early this fall. So I'm excited to see that happen. Um, you know, we're seeing a, a, a lot of pushback now from what we refer to maybe as anti-groups and uh, there, there are some red flag laws that we're seeing. 
you know, as a, a lawyer uh, in your other life, uh, does it concern you at all that these kind of red flag laws are coming out? Look, uh, you know, we have laws in place that generally keep guns out of the hands of bad folks that shouldn't have them. We have two or three background checks already that are in place. Uh, there's that we we've passed legislation in the past here before I got here that addresses situations like PFAs and those types of situations. So you know we can keep layering all these red flags and all these other things, and it's just a way to diminish our Second Amendment rights and take away from us. So I think it's really concerning that we just we need to enforce the laws that we have on the books and keep the hands out of uh, uh, of dangerous folks and protect law-abiding gun owners. And, and, and I think every time we pass another law or another layer, we're just hurting those folks that are already you know, following the law already. So, you know, we've seen some really good bills, in my opinion, that have come out. Uh, Almond Brown, who's a Democrat, uh, had a bill that he introduced and it moved out of the Judiciary Committee. I hope to see that move this fall. Uh, and it actually made penalties worse for those who use uh, a gun in the commission of a crime or, or do it multiple times, it actually sets, um, you know, some minimums for the judges as they take that into consideration. Um, bills like that, I, I think, are, are great. We often see that, you know, the criminals don't care that they shouldn't have guns. So maybe we do have to be more punitive uh, when the bad guys get the guns and use them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and Ahmed is a perfect example. It comes from a, a community where he, They've been, you know, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity, and and these folks get right out of prison, go commit crimes right away. So uh, he he's thinking of an outside the box approach, and and to really punish those folks that commit you know violent gun crimes. So um, you know that's a bill that I supported in committee. I believe you yep. did as well. Um, and now we'll see that move towards the House. As we're wrapping up our episode today, any final thoughts or concerns that you have? Um, for your constituents who uh, are supporters of the Second Amendment and their right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, so, you know, it's nice that I, I sitting on judiciary, you and I sit on judiciary, that's where a lot of gun legislation goes, and uh, we've really been uh, uh, a wall to protect any of the anti-gun legislation, and we try to advance pro-gun legislation. Uh, obviously, we have a governor who uh, doesn't believe uh, believe in, in those kinds of things, uh, but we need to keep pushing those issues as we move into an election year this year so that... Um, you know, should we get a Republican governor or someone who's pro-gun, uh, we have the ability to move some pro-gun legislation uh, maybe next session. Sure. Well, thank you for watching On Target today. My guest has been Representative Torn Ecker of the 193rd District, strong supporter of the Second Amendment. If you uh, want more information about Representative Ecker, uh, what is, what's your contact uh, info? Sure, you can, uh, con probably the best place to go is uh, www.repecker.com, but we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all, all the social media. It's pretty easy to find me. Well, thank you for watching once again. We hope you'll tune in next time. This has been On Target. For more information, visit Representative Dowling online at www.repdowling.com or find him on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This has been a production of the House Republican Caucus.